My name's Rad, and I want to tell you about the Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Decepticons, transform and rise up! Calling Autobots! Calling Autobots! This is a battle protocol! Robots with emotions. Robots who can die. Hey folks, and welcome back to Transformers Tuesdays, the fan hole spinoff show where we talk Transformers all the time and every time. I'm Mike, I'll be your host uh, this evening, and joining me tonight is... Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek WC, rub-a-ducky, rub-a-ducky. You're the one. You need to get David K to sing that for you. Rub-a-ducky, you're so fun. Rub-a-ducky, you're the one. You're so excellent. Speaking of David Kay, uh, tonight we will be discussing, uh, well, this is sort of our Christmas-themed episode of Transformers Tuesdays, and we will be discussing uh, a two-part Transformers animated uh, pair of episodes, uh, Human Error, Part 1 and Part 2, which actually does take place on Christmas, even though it aired in April, like on TV. So, yeah, like this is a... Um, like I didn't even remember this was like a sort of Christmas themed episode. Like so, like yeah, Derek, I like mean, you reminded me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I I think technically it's it's probably fair to say it's it's set at Christmas. You know, like yeah, that's, maybe that's it's not Christmas themed. The, yeah. That's probably the most generous uh, thing I can say about it. But yeah, I mean, I I sometimes I peruse, you know, and kind of like look around at stuff and go, oh, what might be fun to discuss, you know, because we've I, I think at this point we've exhausted all the the UK Christmas specials and things like that. So sometimes I just look around and see if there's anything peripherally related to uh, to Christmas stuff. And 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 I I had had this in my back pocket for a while, and it you know. I, I don't think I've seen this since, like, since it aired. You know what I mean? Like, like I remember it, you know, it, or at least I, I had recognition of it, you know, once once I was I was revisiting this. But, I mean, this this was a show, I mean, I, I you know, we talked about it before. I definitely enjoyed it. So it was fun to revisit. But, again, it wasn't something I had seen in a while. And it's like, you know, the, you, you, you have the trappings, right? Like you have the Christmas trees and the snowfall. And, you know, the I, I was trying to sort of make a joke because the, the, the sound waves that they're hawking, you know, the, the, the little toy doll sound waves, you know, it, it reminded me of like, you know, it's like it's like in that vein of, you know, Turbo Man, you know, from yeah. Jingle All the Way. It's in that vein of, you know, the, the rubber ducky from the the Justice League episode, you know, where Flash is looking around for the rubber ducky that makes the the farty noises or whatever the hell it does, you know, and and then I think like Ultra Humanite makes it, you know, sing classical tunes or you know what I mean? Like yeah. so it's like it's like that that's kind of what this it reminds seems, me of. It seems it seems like almost like the the message is more about like consumerism than it yes. is about like Christmas or something. Yes, and uh, I mean th- this is this is the thing I was I wanted to talk to you about or get at because there's I feel like I, I I've espoused this on multiple podcasts in the past, but I, I would always mention how like my mom would hate the 
I, I don't think she could have articulated it this, this way, but she never liked the merging of the holidays. Like, like something like Nightmare Before Christmas bothered her because she thought it was like this amalgamation of Halloween and Christmas. And, and, and she just felt like those things shouldn't like, she loved the holidays, but she felt like they shouldn't, they shouldn't go together, you know? And, and, and again, I've always said, you know, uh, a movie like say silent night, deadly night with like a killer Santa Claus, like that was abhorrent to her. And I almost feel like, like, Things like this, like like to to me, you know what it makes me immediately think of is like, dude, Charlie Brown was right, you know, like because it's like this <laughs> is all crash commercialism. Like, there's no, I mean, it's like it when Sari's trying to explain the holiday to the Autobots who are aliens, like, I feel like she gets it completely wrong. Like, like she's like, it's the time to be thankful, and I'm kind of like, um, honey, that's thanksgiving like it's not christmas you know like so it, i don't know it's just like one of these things where i'm kind of like I, I was trying to figure out like like it's a small line but it, it's like i i would change i i, I would have said maybe it's a time like if you wanted to make it a one-for-one one word swap i might have said grateful or like sometimes like if you want to avoid the crash commercialism, like I probably would have come up with something that said. It's it's a it, it, it's a, you know, instead of saying it's time to be thankful for what you have, like, I, I think I understand the intent of the writer, but I feel like using the word thanks, like just evokes Thanksgiving and not Christmas. So I probably would have said something like, you know, it's a time to remember how fortunate you are. And to help those who are less fortunate than you, right? Because, I mean, you know, let, let's just cut to the chase. I mean, it's a Christian holiday. It's about baby Jesus, right? Like, Jesus, when he was a baby, was not thankful for what he had. Like, it was like, dude, he, he was like, dude, hook me up with the manger, please. I'll take whatever I can get. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, and, and, and there's maybe parallels in this. I mean, if I wanted to be really generous, like, I don't know if this occurred to you or not, but I, I kind of thought of Retgar, you know, snarl slag or whatever we're calling him. And and who's the Constructicon guy? I can't remember his name. Uh, Scrapper. Scrapper. So like Scrapper, Retgar, and Snarl, like they're kind of like this like weird de facto like three wise men, but three kind of dumb men, or I I don't know like this bizarro version of the three wise men, you know, kind of in this context. And I was trying to apply those sensibilities to it, even though it's probably something that's not there. You know, it's like this Evangelion type thing where people are reading like way too much into something that might not actually be there or it's very, very subtle. Right. It's just three Autobots. Right. For the you know, for the most part. Right. But I'm I'm kind of reading into it like, dude, it's the three wise men. You know, they're helping. Sorry. Like, well, you know, the Autobots are doing uh, only human pastiche or 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 you know, an only human uh, remix or something like that. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, G Jesus wasn't like, yeah, like, thanks for this gold frankincense and myrrh. Like, that's what that, that's where it's at. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's like, I am thankful for the, the, the manger and the gold frankincense. No, that's not like that, that's not what it means. But OK. 
But yeah, like I, I figure, you know, I'm not going to read the whole TF wiki summary, but I'll talk a little about part one and we'll, we'll like I'll, I'll give a very brief synopsis of it and then we'll talk about part one and then we'll talk about part two uh, after that. Um, Human Error Part One, as I said, aired on April 18th in 2009. Uh, it's written by Henry Gilroy and directed by Calvin Lee, Christopher Berkeley and Naoto uh, Hashimoto. And uh, basically, yeah, like we've already talked, uh, said a couple things that happened, but um, uh, Porter C. Powell, uh, who is like, you know, uh, Professor Sumdak's sort of business rival, uh, he he uh, markets, he has the like copyright to the Soundwave toy, which, you know, kind of menaced, uh, you know, the Autobots in season one. And he like, you know, mass produces it and distributes it across the, you know, the whole world. And uh, the Soundwave toys, like all kind of, you know, they're they're you know mini automatons, and they dance and they do all this shit. Um, and Sari is like kind of teaching the Autobots at the same time about Christmas, and like like Derek said, maybe not getting the message exactly right, but she's you know introducing them to this holiday. Um, so she she gets she makes them oil nog like I guess like and then one of the sound waves like spikes it so like all the Autobots get kind of sleepy and they go to sleep and they wake up in the morning as humans so like they they try to figure out what's happened to them and uh, all of a sudden there's like a, a complete like uh, a Cybertron like appears like above the Earth like in Earth's orbit and there's like a complete Decepticon like invasion of Earth. And, like, you know, the Autobots have to, like, you know, try and stop it as humans. And eventually, like, it turns out, like, they figure out that it's something it's not what's happening is not real. They're in some kind of virtual simulation and they're able to, you know, do whatever. Like, it's like the Matrix. They're able to, like, you know, become the one and do all this superhuman stuff as humans. And that's how they figure out it's like a, it's just a simulation. So in the real world, sorry. Uh, figures out that like Soundwave is back, and he threw all the like the little toy sound waves. He's like c- sort of controlling all the humans, and he's got all the Autobots uh, like uh, strapped to tables, and uh, he's trying to he's got them trapped in that like virtual simulation, and he's trying to reprogram them. And uh, like ultimately, like at the end, uh, after they they kind of fight Soundwave's like avatar in the virtual world, uh, he succeeds in sort of reprogramming them, and uh, that's where it's like to be continued, where you know the Autobots are are looking like they're uh, under his control. So, yeah, so yeah, like a, he's gonna make them Decepticons. Yes. But, uh, yeah, like, I don't, I might have seen this more than once, but it's probably been a long, long time. And, like, yeah, like, I, I remember, I do remember watching this for the first time when it was, like, new. And, like, you know, like, we, animated's, like, a solid show. So yeah. I remember, like, enjoying it. And I, I enjoyed watching it again, like, this second time. And, like, like I don't, it's a very, like, sometimes, like, you know, Transformer shows are, you know, obviously targeted towards a younger, like, age group, but I feel like there are a lot of, like, good jokes in here and, like, more sophisticated writing than, like, you know, we get in more modern, like, Transformer shows. So, like, you know, I I enjoyed it. Like, I, I laughed at a bunch of bits. Like, I, I the voice acting is great. Like, this show had a great cast. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think what made me laugh the most was, like, you know, when, when they wake up as humans and, like, they're like, oh, man, like, we Optimus is like, we got to get to like some Dak Tower and like 
you know, figure out what's going on. And he's like, you know, auto men, like, let's roll. I guess we'll just walk, like, basically. Right, right. right. But, yeah, so them, I, I don't them, know. Like, them trying to figure out this this human stuff. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's a cool little homage to to only human, only right? Human, like, there's yeah. there's that aspect to it. I mean, I liked, I, I you know, I mean, to me, it's like it all came flooding back. But it's like it, it, it seems kind of obvious where you know, Bulkhead is this big football linebacker and he's chowing down on all the, the burgers in the burger joint. And then you've got, you know, Prowl being this kind of Zen master cop looking guy where you're like, oh, well, he's like, well, uh, uh, don't eat the 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 cow flesh like it, it burns, you know, or, what you know, I'm going to eat the vegetable fuel because it burns better, you know, and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, OK, you know, and he gets the squirts like immediately. Right. But there's no there's no scene of like Spider-Man teaching a bulkhead how to poop or anything. But, you know, you get the idea, right? Like that's that's what's going on there. So there's there's some funny you know, jokey type stuff or whatever that, that, you know, it's the, the, the fish out of water type thing. And it, it works for this. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, like, do we want to, I don't know. Well, I, 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 maybe I'll save it for the, some of this for the second part, but like the, the, the other thing that was occurring to me is the, the, um, some business partner, you know, it's like, if you took like, what, like Don King, Al Sharpton and Johnny Cochran and like rolled them all together into like <laughs> a, a, a animated like Chuckster like you'd get that guy you know like that, that that was another bit that made me laugh at the beginning when he does like the commercial and like Professor Sumdak like calls in and he's like you know this was you're, you're stealing like my this was my like idea or whatever and, uh, you know, and uh, Powell is like, you know, well, I'm going to sell him for 19.95, And like some decks like, how does he do it? Like, you know, like mm. he's like helping him sell it almost. But yeah. And then like, you know, when he gets sorry, like one of the sound waves for Christmas and he, he's like dancing with it and stuff. Do, 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 do. And, like that, that was making me chuckle. But uh, yeah, like, I, I mean, like you said, it's a, obviously it's a it's a concept that's been done before in in marvel uh, in uh uh the sunbow cartoon but uh like yeah i i like the way like um you know like i always i always you know obviously like in this show like ratchet like sends a very heavy like dr mccoy vibe but i feel right, like that right, was even right. more pronounced when he was like a human like you know yeah because because he's older he's got that gruff like you know five o'clock shadow and everything in the design like they 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 definitely went to great lengths to make all the 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 human um i don't know avatars for the autobots like look very very distinct right like so that's that that's pretty cool i i think the other thing that i thought was kind of funny that cracked me up the most was when they're confronting or i guess you you talked about you know the decepticons launch a full-scale invasion which you know seems pretty Uh, you know it's it's like one of those commercial break things where where you think like how are they going to get out of this and then it's like one of those cheats where it's like well they kind of don't get out of it it's like all the missiles do land but somehow magically like nobody dies you know so you're kind of like scratching your head about it but i think i think my favorite part is my bit when 
you know, they all transform and come down and, and Starscream's like realizing he's putting two and two together and goes, wait a minute, like you've hung out with these filthy flesh bags so long, like you've actually become them, you know? And it's like, he's like, it's going to be really easy to kill you now. And then he's like, wait, all those flesh bags look all the same. Like, I can't even tell you guys apart. Like, where'd you go? Like, oh, well, who cares? You know, like, and it was like, that was kind of funny too. I liked, uh, <laughs> when um like i like when they kind of like we i guess prowl mostly does at first when they kind of figure out they're like you know in the matrix or whatever and they you know they all just kind of like do their superhuman shit and uh like optus basically kills megatron by like throwing his axe into megatron's cannon and it like blows up and like you know kills the virtual megatron so but yeah, like, I mean, this show, like I said, this show has like such great voice acting. Like I always appreciated like the cast in this show and like, you know, you know, most people will talk about all the, you know, the old Sunbow voices and like, I feel like Corey Burton is like awesome. Like, and like he, he, he does so many voices on this show. Like he does Ratchet, he does Megatron and he does like, he does a number of others, but like, like his Megatron is probably maybe my favorite Megatron voice. Mm -hmm. Like he just sounds, it's like a combo of like, G1 Megatron and like Beast Wars Megatron like he sounds like super gravelly and threatening but also like smooth Smooth. like yeah so but yeah and like uh, Tom Kenny is like Starscream and like he's another good like take on Starscream so definitely I mean uh, yeah I think I think I think all the the actors are very talented in this Uh, to me I guess what what you know the the fun part about this show is they're they're always sticking like all these like Easter eggs in the background and everything. So you're always seeing, you know, uh, you know, like Spike and Carly or whatever, you know, in the background. And then there's like some cool nods to, to master force where you see like, like cancer and stuff like they're when they're, they're at the burger hut or whatever it is. Oh yeah. And like Marty Eisenberg is there yes. too. Like, yes. yeah. Like, right, you know, right. the, the showrunner. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this was kind of a redemption, like, show like take for him because like he you know he was one of the showrunners on beast machines right and like you know he was he knew all about transformers fandom and he still came back for this show and like you know i I think i i think we both agree that animated is a better show than beast machines so yeah yeah but yeah like i liked that like yeah and like you know the master force characters in there and then, like, I like, like, all the different sound wave colors are all, like, mm. you know, you've got a sound wave colored, like, sound blaster, and you've got a sound wave colored, like, that uh, MP3 player sound wave at the end, like, that's white and blue instead of, like, you know, blue and red. Oh, okay. Yeah, so th- there's a lot of, like, you know, deep cuts, basically. When When you first saw this, did you... Did you realize the twist or like when when you saw things that set you off, like all the the bombs exploding? But then, yeah, like anybody like did you start to suspect like something wasn't quite right? Because I I, I feel like my first instance of that was when when Prowl saves the the kid from the burning building. And like it's like he's freaking Spider-Man or some shit, you know, like he he totally like jumps from like a second story building and lands without getting hurt. And I'm like, but I was like, is that cause he's cyber Trump, but he's human. But like, does he have, 
I is think he more durable. Like, like once, and then and then once you know the twist, you're kind of like, oh well, then then I guess that 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 doesn't seem as out of place, right? Yeah. Well, once like Cybertron showed up and like all those Decepticons like poured out of it, mm. I was like, okay, well this can't be happening. This this is like this is like yeah. a dream or, or, yeah, or something. Yeah. Like they wouldn't something they weird. wouldn't do this in like this kind of episode, basically. Like you know they wouldn't have this sort of all on Decepticon invasion. And it's like, you know, like even they showed some of the Decepticons who are like out in like deep space, like Stryka's team, like mm. in Shockwave and like, you know, all those guys. And I'm like, well, they wouldn't all show up like now. Like this is yeah, the- like if you if you've been following the show religiously, right, that would that would also kind of look like an out of place congregation to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think the first time watching this, I realized pretty early on that something was not right. But (laughs) another bit that made me laugh was uh, when when, uh, they all, like, transformed back and, like, Bulkhead couldn't. And, like, Bumblebee was like, oh, well, just make this noise, like, with your mouth. Like, (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's like, it's funny that it works, right? Like, yeah. (laughs) Did you like the twist or were you... Were you disappointed the homage was only sort of like an homage in a like matrixy virtual sense, or did you did you enjoy that twist on the homage? Yeah, it was fine. Like you know, it's it's a way like I guess like if they literally were put into human bodies somehow, like I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it would be a very different pair of episodes. I guess like they wouldn't be able to do you know. Uh, so much i guess like i mean yeah well you you if if they were able to you know like box blitwings multiple faces then you you'd kind of question it right because you'd be like oh if they're just they're just humans or something but then i don't know you know sometimes i wonder about it because sometimes i'm like sitting there thinking to myself like well you know maybe there there could have been something um more magical about it because it is set at Christmas. I mean, like to, to me, I'm thinking of, I mean, this, this may or may not tie into the true meaning of Christmas and it may certainly tie into the commercialism of Christmas, but you know, part of my upbringing was always that, that there was something magical about Santa, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that, that it was, you know, like, you know, I, I, I remember kind of going like, I, I, I remember I was upset because when we first came out to California, there were no chimneys like and i was kind of like i was all upset and my mom was like why are you upset and i'm like well there's no chimneys up here i mean there were little pipes for like you know venting you know stuff or whatever but there there was no full size chimney like there was on the east coast at least the, the where we were first living you know and and i was just upset about it and 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 you know my mom figured it out she's like what why are you you're upset about something like what's the matter and i'm like well how's santa going to come if uh if there's no chimneys and my mom was like, well, you know, Santa's magical. And I'm like, really? And his, my mom was like, yeah, she, he, Santa can fit down any chimney. It doesn't matter if it's as small as that pipe or as big as a chimney. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then I totally felt better. Right. So like, to me, like, like, even though, even though like there's that aspect of me, that's like, you know, stupid magic, like Tony Stark or Superman or whatever, right there, there's that aspect where like, that helps explain uh, a, a lot of plot holes to me because 
magic is not i mean as much as they try to say it's super science you don't understand like to me magic is magic like like it it it, it can cover up a lot of flaws and plot holes and storylines you know because you're like dude it's it's magic right like it's it, doesn't, magic. It, doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't matter that that you know santa weighs a thousand pounds right if he's magical and he turns into pixie dust and he you know squiggles down this little pipe instead of a chimney right that to me like especially at that age i was like well that yeah that seems perfectly logical to me and that that's why to me i was like well w- would this story have been different if it was like some kind of weird like magic christmas thing like some wish or some you know what i mean like 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 something like where it was like this freaky friday thing like nobody it's not like soundwave was like the mastermind of freaky friday right and he's like i am soundwave i will make their body swap you know like that in the matrix or whatever it's like it was just like i wish and then and then it just like happens the next morning right so it's like the very kind of like that's the magic trick that that happens the one time to fulfill the premise of of the episode, right? So I, I, I started thinking about it. Like, what if it wasn't, you know, scientific or, or you know, that you know, people, you know, poking fun at only human, kind of going, oh, well, that, that couldn't happen or whatever. Like, it's like, who cares about any of that? But I, I just thought to myself, what would it be like if it was just, if it was just, uh, you know, a one-time magic trick, and and they actually you know, went through with it, you know, but you know, this is, this is still interesting. I mean, I guess in some sense, this is the one time magic trick, but then it goes further. Like you're saying to put those more adult themes or, or contexts and, and they, they want to further explain it as, you know, Oh, well, Soundwave made this, you know, the, this virtual reality that the Autobots are trapped in, you know? And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. I am kind of sad that like um, Soundwave, like animated Soundwave, like, I mean, he only shows up in like a first season episode and then he shows up like in this two parter. And I think that's pretty much it for him. Like, you know, he and he never really joins the Decepticons, even though he he identifies as one. So, like, you know, it's kind of weird having him be his own like independent like villain. What, I mean, d- does that not make him a, a little more special, though, that he, he didn't show up very often? Like, he's not just part of yeah, the I, I suppose, standard yeah. crew or whatever? Like, uh, like they, I guess, yeah, it, it would have been nice to see him and Megatron, like, actually meet. Like, interact. Or something, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't know, maybe if, maybe if Animated had continued for a fourth season or whatever, but... Yeah, there would have been some kind of instance where they actually teamed up or something. yeah. But anyway, you want to move on to part two? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's see. Uh, part two, uh, which also aired in April, April 25th, of 2009, uh, written by Tom Pugsley and uh, directed by uh, Calvin Lee and y- Yosuke Hata. Uh, basically, uh, Soundwave is in the middle of reprogramming the Autobots in his simulation when Sari like, attacks him in the real world and interrupts it. Prowl like kind of wakes up briefly, but Soundwave uh, knocks him out and puts him back under. Um, in back in the virtual world, uh, the Autobots like find like their own vehicle modes and try to like you know uh, find an interface where they can you know attack Soundwave from the virtual world. But they kind of run into a trap and uh, fall uh, fall for real under Soundwave's like reprogramming like this time. 
Um, so sorry, sorry realizes she needs help and she goes and gathers uh, some allies for herself. And she she goes and finds uh, the Constructicon Scrapper, uh, the Dinobot Snarl and uh, Rekgar, who have all been sort of, you know, absent like for a, a long or at least, you know, I, I think Rekgar was just chilling at the bottom of a lake and Scrapper has been like uh, stranded on Dinobot Island. And the Dinobots obviously have just been roaming on Dinobot Island. So she gathers them up and makes them into like a sort of substitute heroes team, like Autobots team to like go fight Soundwave. Um they all like confront Soundwave and uh you know fight and uh Soundwave turns the brainwashed like reprogrammed Autobots on them but uh sorry manages to uh undo the brainwashing and uh Optimus and Soundwave have like a kick-ass like axe battle with the you know <laughs> and then uh, uh they manage to defeat Soundwave and uh, the substitute Autobots all like go their separate ways and uh that's it. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, so. Go, yeah, go, but, go buy our toys. Yeah. But I, I remember like, again, like watching this, like the, like I probably seen this twice before, but uh, watching this like for another time and trying to recall what I felt about it. Like the first time, like I, I don't think I expected like the whole substitute Autobots, like subplot, mm. like the first time I watched this, I was like, oh yeah, like there's all these characters running around and they're not using them. So you might as well. And, uh, you know, like Scrapper is like, you know, th- there were two other Constructicons, but they both kind of like disappeared after that last episode with them. And then uh, the Dinobots have just been chilling on Dinobot Island and, you know, Snarl is, you know, the Triceratops. And then they like Scrapper even makes a joke where he was like, you know, <laughs> I was going to name him Slag, but I think he took it as an insult. So like that was kind of funny. Um and then uh, Rekgar, yeah, has just been chilling at the bottom of the ocean, like because that's where he ended up at the end of his spotlight episode. So, you know, it was nice to pull in like all these like loose ends. And even though I don't think any of them show up again, like it's just nice to acknowledge that they're still around. Like, basically, yeah. but, I mean, uh, it's 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 kind of like they're forming the you know, giant sized X-Men version of Transformers animated or like I was saying earlier, the to me I, I was putting it in trying to put it in the context of the holiday and thinking like, oh well, these are the three unwise men or what you know, whatever whatever <laughs> you want to call them, right? But but it it's it it's three allies that that Sari has, you know, to call upon when when her you know regular autobot friends are kind of incapacitated so I, I thought that was cool i like when they they get in their vehicles like what cracked me up was when like ratchet's like i'm getting the hang of this and i'm like dude you're driving fucking backwards yeah like, that was good this ain't so time. hard yeah. yeah this ain't so hard you know, like, so it's like that. And, and then, funny. like, you know, Prowl's kind of like, oh, you must be like one with the vehicle. And he tries to like pop a wheelie and he like goes out of control. Like, oh. And then, even like, it's funny because like Optimus Prime is like the worst one. Like, his like fire truck is all like the hoses are all spraying and stuff. And yeah. like, he's he's behind everyone. Like, that, that was great. But, uh, but yeah, there, there was a lot of like fan service, I guess, like in this episode, like like I said, like the snarl slag joke. Yeah. And then, you know, like uh, I think, you know, the the cool ass, uh, you know, both of the uh, Soundwave has two like a, a guitar and a key tar. 
And like, you know, the guitar turns into laser beak and the guitar turns into rat bat. But like him and Optimus have like a, you know, a shredding battle at the end. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought that was pretty neat. That was kind of very like, I guess, anime esque, I guess. Like it was kind of like FLCL, like, like fully coolie, like almost. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, but uh, and then you know you've got Rekgar, like I mean Weird Al, like he's always a delight to like you know have on, like and uh, like he 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 was the source of many laughs in this episode too, I think you know, and I, it's funny like how impressionable like Rekgar is, like you know whoever tells him to do something, he basically does it, and he acts on like whoever told him last to do something. So like he's a very amusing character. And I, I think like I loved the Weird Al reference where he brings out his accordion and starts playing and then it like gets blown in half or whatever. And he's like, oh, like everyone's a critic. Like, <laughs> like I liked uh, all of like Scrapper's like sort of like uh, castaway like jokes or writing like a diary in the sand or whatever. He's like day mm. 48, like and then the, the water like washes it away. And he's like, oh, not again. Like, <laughs> This snarl was better than Wilson, right? Like, yeah. Uh-huh. See, this this was like almost like the first time too that they had to rename the Triceratops just because mm-hmm. you know slag is offensive, I guess, in the UK. But uh, uh, I get like I'm I'm okay with this one. Like since it's animated, like I'm okay with him being named Snarl because his robot mode is sort of a mix between like G1 Snarl and Slag's robot mm. mode. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's that's fine. Like, but uh, and, and like, you know, they actually he actually makes the slag like joke. So it's kind of like, you know, they're poking fun at it right there. So, yeah, there's not. I mean, uh, we, we've talked about that before. I mean, they're 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 doing the jokey thing and hanging a lampshade on it. And, you know, you just kind of it is what it is. I mean, I'm you know, to, to me, the Triceratops is always going to be slag, but. I mean, I, I get what they're trying to do, right? And I, I suppose at least there's not, you know, a Stegosaurus involved, so it's not it's not like it's that confusing. Yeah. There's no way you can confuse him for, like, Swooper right. or something. Right. Yeah, right. So. yeah. I mean, Grimlock and Swooper are way more identifiable as, you know, a T-Rex and a, you know, Pteranodon or whatever, so... But yeah, I mean, this is I guess this is more of like the action heavy part of the two parter because, you know, it's just basically like I, I feel like it's almost like re- like, like the first five minutes are kind of like redundant where it's like the, the cliffhanger ended. You would think that the Autobots were falling under Soundwave's like control and like they do for a little, but then Prowl breaks free. But then he immediately gets like put back in and then they have to do the whole like drive their own vehicle mode bit and then they get. They get reprogrammed anyway. So it's like, you know, I feel like they could have just said, like, okay, well, they're reprogrammed now and, like, started the episode off with them, like, rampaging in the city or whatever. And then, Mm -hmm. sorry, you know, and then sorry would have to, like, you know, form the replacement Autobots or whatever and, you know, maybe give them a little more time to shine. But but I guess maybe they they had to give uh, their main cast, like, some paychecks. So, yeah. We're going to have you all have red eyes and fight with the three unwise men. Yeah. You ever, I know, like, it's not a new thing for Transformers. I mean, they did it all the way back in G1. But, I mean, sometimes I do get, like, a little, like, irritated with all the, like, uh, when they go a little too far into, like, 
words for like transformer anatomy, like where uh, like uh, you know, okay. like bulkheads or, or bumblebee or bulkheads just like uh you know, like oh my servos don't work and they're like they're called legs, like and like right. you know or or even like you know, all of prowls like processor over matter like stuff. Right, right, like, right. Like I get it. Like I, I see what you're saying, but like it's a little like it feels a little clunky, I guess, sometimes. Like well, I mean that that that's not an easy thing to accomplish, especially if you're. To, to me, it's the reason why I think it feels clunky is it's it's like an on the fly. I don't know if world building is the right word, but it's it, it's an on the fly vernacular, I guess. And and the problem with that is unless you 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 know it's like certain things became part of the vernacular and then get carried over into other series and everybody knows that a spark is a soul right like so you don't you don't have to spend too much time dwelling on it and it doesn't feel awkward but then when you're specifically like going out of your way it it, it either becomes this thing of it becomes you know the the Frieza space baseball thing which is awkward in its own way or <laughs> you come up with something really cool. Like instead of space baseball, you call it, you know, uh, you know, trim variant air fighting or, you know, you know what I mean? Like you, you just, you just make something up. Right. And, and, but then in that case, you're like, like you say, there, there is a sense of awkwardness about it. Cause you're like, well, what is that? Right. Like, it, you know, it's like the whole Battlestar Galactica stuff where it's like, they play pyramid and it's like, well, what the fuck is pyramid? It's like, oh, well, it's a card game, you know, or whatever, you know, or it's, it's basketball or whatever the fuck it is. Right. Like, and, and it's just like, oh, okay, well that's fine, but they call it something else. Right. Like, and, and, and that's why you feel like that sense of awkwardness because you're like, dude, I, I know their feet. Like we all know their feet but they're going to call them something else just so you you're hit over the head with the idea that this is a alien society and culture that's integrating with with planet earth right like and you're like okay well it's a little you know just just to get the idea that that it's not you know it doesn't doesn't have all the same vernacular and all the same references you know and and popular culture and everything if they don't know what feet are, then why does Soundwave have an axe? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They know what a guitar is. Yeah, they know all the terminology for that. But I don't know. Sometimes you know, it's 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 just convenient for yes. you know what, yes. a joke or whatever. But... Right, right. Yeah, that's 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 all it is. Well, it's funny. It's like like I said, this is this is a more action heavy episode. So there's not a like whole lot to talk about like plot wise. It's just you know. They they do their things and then they have their axe battle and then everything goes back to normal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it structured pretty well. I mean, they 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 were brainwashed. You have the brainwashed Autobots fight the 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 replacement B team and then and then like you say, you know, there's there's this kind of epic axe battle and then that basically you know resolves the the driving conflict you know i mean it's 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 well set up it's well structured it's a good two-parter you know the the i i i don't think anybody's given short shrift you know what i mean like sound waves a reasonable menace you know you even get to see what like what uh what rap at and laser beaker in this i think right like so yeah so i mean you know it's you know and then all the autobots of course you know they you have the fun with the the fish out of water aspect in the first part and then you have the fun of seeing you know uh two different teams of autobots kind of go at it and then 
and then you know by the end they're they're back on the side of good and right and you know you you're ready to go home. I mean, and 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 I think in terms of what we were saying before, in terms of the theme, right? It's even more peripheral or background, right? I mean, it's just snow and Christmas trees. Like, there's not a whole lot of. I mean, I guess there's the the three wise men aspect, and then there's the aspect of like some of them are singing like the the kind of Christmas songs and things like that. But I, I think that's about as far as it goes. This this episode did make me want to like break out some of my old animated toys, like because I I remember like you know the the sound wave toy is really good, like and it it can actually like hold the guitar like he's mm. like strumming it, so like that's a you know like I I I really liked animated like toys, like because they really tried to capture like the animation models and like they give did. them a lot of personality. So like yeah. I mean, people will criticize animated's like character models, but I, no one can deny that they're very you know expressive and very you know they they have a lot of personality to them. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I I don't have too much experience with the toy line. Um, what do you as, just have as, the Rodimus? Yes, or? as as one may easily guess, I have the Rodimus. Yeah, but but, but I, I I appreciate what you're saying, and I get it because you know just like the designs, right? And they they you know that that's one of the things that's nice though. I mean, sometimes you know, I, I feel like you know, well, I don't think Transformers fans would forget this, but I, I feel like some some fans are spoiled, right? Because you know there there was a a, a time where whatever the toy line that was made did not always sync up very well with the, the multimedia tie in, whether it was a comic or a cartoon or a video game or whatever, you know, they did their best, but you know, in some cases it, you know, that's, that's why you have a, a G one toy look and a Sunbow cartoon look, right? Like that. Cause they're, they're two different things, you know, but in this case, if you, if you put a bulkhead toy next to the character model design for this bulkhead and transformers animated i mean they're they're pretty damn close right like so i i, I think they and then they still share that you know what you were talking about that sense of personality or or uh, character you know that that the toy of this the, like the earth mode megatron is one of my favorite transformers toys like it, it made the like it breached the top 20 just because like he, you you push on his head and his mouth opens so like you can kind of like imitate like Corey Burton and like make him talk by like just pressing down on the top of his head like press you know hello and like, like you know Decepticons rise up yeah if you press like his Decepticon symbol he has a bunch of like phrases like from Corey Burton like which nice, is nice. pretty great so like yeah like anime animated is not underrated, but maybe like overlooked sometimes. Like after Beast Wars and G One, I'd say like animated is my like third favorite like animated series. Like so, like and I wouldn't mind like some kind of revisitation of it at some point. What what kind of revisitation? Like, would you want more episodes, or would you want it in like? Would you want like IDW to try to do some kind of tribute to it or continuation? Like where you know how they do like the season. They. Four or five or something in comic. They've form. released like the first like three scripts of what would have been like season four, mm-hmm. like and it, it sounded like it would have gone in a really interesting direction. And like that, I think there are even like episode like breakdowns of what season four would have been about. And like you know, it sounds like awesome. Like and maybe like 
I don't know if they ever like tried to like actually do them, they'd have to change them up because everyone knows what's going to like happen in most of them now. But you know, I wouldn't mind it. Like they were going to do like a shattered glass episode. They were going to do like a bunch of stuff like that. Like they were going to do an episode where cosmos like shows up on earth and he like, like he lands like in a like movie theater or a movie set or something. And that's why he's like a UFO or something. Cause mm. like, that's like he, he starts working on the movie set and then, I don't know. They, they they had a lot of like plans, but they all like, you know, I don't know. I feel like like by the time it reached this point in animated, like the Bay movies were out and or the first one was out. And then like they had to like, you know, well, we want it, you know, the, the product to look more like the Bay movies now, which mm-hmm. is why, like, you know, Prime basically was the next thing in line. So but I, I feel like even Prime is like Prime is like a crossbreed between animated and the Bay movies, like aesthetic mm. almost. Like, well, like I a, mean, you can you can still make out who the hell people are on Prime. Yeah, I mean. at, at the very least, Prime is pretty like you know clear and obviously a lot better, like and more story driven in terms of Transformers than the Bay movies are. So, I mean, that, that that's what they're always going on about. At least they were when animation was semi traditional, right? Like that you know it's like you you don't animate a Jim Lee designed costume for the flash with all those little squiggles and like you know line lining on it right like you you make it as simplistic as possible because you've got to animate it and it's like that that, that, trying to animate those bay nightmares like I mean it's like it it just seems counterintuitive to you know to the traditional form of animation but I mean even even prime was was CGI, right? But even that, like, I mean, the, the more intricate it is, probably the more costly it is, you know. So they couldn't, they couldn't go full blown with that, you know. Otherwise, I mean, it might as well have just been the movie, right? <laughs> like, or or the the Bay movie or whatever, right? Yeah, one of the I, I'm just looking at like on the wiki, like some of the plans they had for like season four and stuff, and like even stuff that was mentioned in like the All Spark Almanac, like mm-hmm. where they were planning on doing like you know Scrapper was going to reunite with the rest of the Constructicons and have like a de- like they're going to make some kind of Devastator and like you know stuff like that. So you know all that stuff would have been awesome. But, I mean that, that that's what's too bad that that, that some things like that get in the way of stuff like that but i mean you know i don't know i mean i i wouldn't even i mean i i know you're saying like oh well most everybody knows what would have happened but i i bet you there's plenty of people who didn't read you know the these plans or whatever was written in that um that guidebook or whatever you know what i mean like there i bet you there'd be an audience that or you know somebody like me like you you've explained some of it to me and i may have perused it in text or whatever but it's not like I don't know. I don't. I don't have that committed to memory. It's not like part of my heart and soul, right? Like, so I'm. I'm sure even if they were very, you know, faithful to to those first couple scripts and and followed the the the, the outlines for the the remainders. I mean, I'm I'm sure I would still kind of view it as as new content or new material. So I guess I guess that's pretty much it. I mean, like a lot. I do like I do enjoy these episodes. I don't think there's like it's funny because like since we enjoy them, like there's not a whole lot to like criticize, I guess, about them or anything. So yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, to, to me, it's like I, I mean, if it was if it was not in that virtual matrix, I think I would get a little more nitpicky about certain things. But I, I feel like a lot of that is easily 
waved away like any anything you felt was was odd or out of place you you kind of go well yeah it, it's it's sort of supposed to feel that way because it's not you know it's supposed to give you that that uncomfortable feeling that it's it's not quite right or it's not real you know in terms of the 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 reality of the show right and and uh, i mean to me i think they succeeded because you're supposed to feel a little off a little odd about what you're seeing on screen you know in 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 those moments so i think that works and i think it was fun to you know like you said it's, it's characters that were kind of you know toys that were that were available right like you could take out of the toy chest and they were they were available for people to use you know, and then and then they could you know put them back in the toy chest to use at a later date if they wanted, or you know if they never wanted to again. At least you had a fun, you know, you had a fun playtime, right? With with all those those toys. Absolutely. All right. Well, why don't you do our uh, usual thing? If you guys have any comments, questions, and or concerns. You can email us at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. If you want to check out the backlog of all episodes of Transformers Tuesdays, they are over on the fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. We're on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets that we receive there. We can be found on Apple Podcasts. We can be streamed on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Sweet. So this is Mike uh, signing off. This is Derek, Derek WC. Merry Christmas. Sort of. Merry, merry uh, buy a sound wave toy. Merry, merry rub a ducky. Yeah. And and, and, uh, turbo. Merry turbo. Turbo Man. The Turbo Man. I have to buy the Turbo Man. Get me the sound wave. Maybe that should have been the premise of the episode. Like Optimus Prime has to get sorry, like a, a, a uh, sound wave. A, a sound wave toy? Yeah. And it's all sold out all over the place. Yeah, and Sinbad is in it for some reason. Can can Sinbad like voice like if, if Sinbad had to voice a Transformer, who who should Sinbad voice? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Who would Sinbad be a good fit for? Can, can, Sin, can Sinbad be double dealer? <laughs> yeah, and then, and then he's like he's like scalping all the sound waves. Yes, there we go.